Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact. Hi, I'm Ashley Sweeney. I am a technical solutions engineer at Blackbaud. Um, we help social good organizations to do what they do best, right? To be able to um, uh, move forward in their missions. Uh, before Blackbaud, I worked in nonprofits for a number of years as a database administrator, a few different organizations um, in and around Boston, Massachusetts. And this is why I'm really excited to be leading this conversation today um, about how database administrators or DBAs or DBMs, even as they're commonly called, can promote their value in organization. Um, so this is sort of, you know, the secret life of those DBAs. And I love kind of looking at it that way because it almost makes it sound like we're Superman, right? We're between Superman and, and Clark Kent. So today I am joined by two really amazing women, Sunshine Watson from the Valley Wise Health Foundation and Carlene Johnson from BC High. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you guys. Welcome. Um, and I'd love to start off with doing a little bit of an introduction. So maybe Sunshine, do you want to go first? Sure. I'm uh, Sunshine Watson. I'm the donor database manager for Valley Wise Health Foundation, which supports the only public teaching health system in Phoenix, Arizona. I've worked in uh, nonprofits in uh, the Phoenix area for about 15 years, and I live here with my husband and my kid and our two crazy cats. That's awesome. Thank you, Sunshine. Carlene, how about you? Sure. Um, I'm Carlene Johnson, and uh, I am the database administrator at Boston College High School, BC High, in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I'm almost ashamed to admit, or it's a little embarrassing to admit, how long I've been working in the field, but um, I've been managing databases for nonprofits and K-12 schools for 25 years, uh, which means I've used Razor's Edge since the DOS days. Um <laughs> And it's it's kind of astonishing uh, when I when I look back at how how long it's been, um, but super excited to um, to be talking about all of this with you all today. Awesome, thank you, ladies. I am so very excited as well. Um, as you know, you know I before joining the Blackbaud team, I um, was in roles similar to yours, and I can't wait to get started, kind of um, digging deep into you know. The, this conversation and, and the perspectives that we all bring to it, because um, I think some of the things with DBAs, we have so much in common. And then also some of the things are so very different, you know, based on the types of organizations that we work at and the different verticals. So um, we'll just jump right in. Um, you guys know, you know, we've spoken before as a former DBA. Um, I know, and in my perspective, it can definitely be a challenge um, to feel as though others in the organization really understand your value, right? Um, we're more sort of the people that are behind the scenes, the back office, if you will. Um, and there are many ways that DBAs, people in our positions can influence the other colleagues that we work with um, and really be recognized as critical team members. And I, I truly believe we are critical team members, right? You know, the, uh, the ship couldn't sail without us. Um, you have both done excellent jobs here. Um, how do you shine? And we'll start with sunshine um, as a DBA. What are some of the things that make you the rock star you are? Um, 
Well, one of the things is to try not to be so behind the scenes all the time. Um, I try to wheedle my way into meetings. I know people don't like going into so many meetings, but um, being in the meetings and being able to um, be able to think ahead of how I can support people um, with the the database uh, while we're in an event meeting or or things like that, just being able to be a fly on the wall sometimes. Um, helps me uh, do my job better to support everybody. Um, also, I've like hosted lunch and learns. Uh, I try to do a once a month training. Um, now with uh, Zoom, I've kind of shortened it into like short and sweet, like thirty minute uh, one off trainings, just to try to get everybody um, up to speed with little bits and pieces of. Uh, things in NXT that can make their lives a little easier. That's awesome. And I completely agree. I think the idea of hosting lunch and learns is so, it's, it's not, it's not uncommon, right? It's not every, there are so many lunch and learns that have been put off by different companies, but it's such a great idea to do that kind of internally and get your internal colleagues to know a little bit more about, you know, how you're doing, what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing and, you know, kind of where they would be if you weren't doing what you were doing, right? Um, Carly, what about you? Well, I also agree with what Sunshine said about, you know, doing what you can to, to make yourself or keep yourself visible. So um, participating, uh, even if it's just listening, but having your face at the meeting. And when I'm in various meetings, it gives me the opportunity when I'm paying attention and listening, I can hear the pain points or I can hear the ways in which somebody might be doing something that isn't efficient as it could be. And that gives me the opportunity to go back to my desk, uh, mock up uh, a report or put together a default set and either go to the next meeting and offer up a solution or go to visit that person one-on-one and say, I have some ideas on how things could be more streamlined or easier for you. Would this be helpful? Let's work on this together. And so whenever whenever I can eliminate inefficiency, that makes me happy. And if I'm simply just sitting at my desk, I uh, being the behind the scenes database person, I don't get to hear about the, the pain points. So being present, uh, talking with my colleagues and um, participating in meetings to, to identify where I can be that value added person is really important to me. Yeah, I completely agree with you too, Carlene. I think it's so important that we kind of stay a part of the heartbeat, right? We know what's going on and it's, it's critical for us to be in those meetings, as you said, because you know, A, in part, it really helps us to be able to connect what we're doing to the mission. And I really feel like once you kind of have that connection, you know, there are days where sometimes it gets lost and you kind of have to reset yourself a little bit. But when you do feel connected to the mission, you're more empowered to do what you do. You feel more, you know, valuable. You feel like what you're doing is for a purpose. And I truly feel that every organization that I've worked at, every time I felt connected to the mission, I felt more empowered to do a great job. And I think between the three of us, you know, we talk about how we are there to help the rest the rest of our department, right? The others in our organization. And we really are problem solvers. We are the 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 entire department's kind of on-hand go-to person when there's something that or go-to team when there's something that they need. Um, and we help them and we solve problems internally to help them do what they need to do 
externally. So I, I really love kind of what both of you have said, because we may be somewhat behind the scenes, but we want to really take that that idea of being behind the scenes almost away. We want to be present at all the conversations and at the, the have a seat at the table so that we are able to be seen as well as heard. And I think that's kind of where I'm kind of heading with my next question. What I'd like to talk to you guys about or, or get your perspectives on is, you know, the things that we do, right? So we're helping our colleagues and we're being those problem solvers. They're not privy to what we do and how we do it, right? They're not in the systems that we're in. They don't know how to do the things that we do. Frankly, they probably don't want to sit down and learn about all the, the steps that we need to take to get those solutions to them. But I think it's really important that we share successes and we tell our stories, you know, why our team's doing so great. Make sure they understand and they know how important they are and make sure everyone in the department knows when we've hit certain successes, right? When we've done something that maybe they don't understand how important it is, but we're going to at least explain to them, this is what, what, why we are here. This is what we do. And this is why you need us. Can, do you guys have any examples of some of those things that you've, stories that you've shared or how you've shared them to kind of really, really emphasize to your teams, your value? What are some of the things that have resonated, I would say, with the, the others in your organization? Sunshine, how about you? Well, I, I really do think it's important that my team knows how hard or easy a task is. Sometimes a team member comes and says, oh, I just really hate to bother you, but, you know, do you have time to do this thing? I'm like, sure, it's only five minutes, you know, of my time. But then there's other things, projects that take me a, a day or two, so... I need to make sure that they don't understand why, but <laughs> this particular thing is involved and I need some quiet time to complete it. And it's a big deal that I get it done. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Carlene? Sure. So I had a boss at a previous job and I don't know whether he just wanted to make me feel good because I was new to the team, but he would praise me all the time for the, the simplest of tasks, like creating five bullets as an agenda for a staff meeting. And he would go on and on about how, how wonderful, what a great job I'm doing. And um, of course, creating five bullets for an agenda was really simple for me. And it, it made me realize that people can't and don't understand the work of the database administrator. And so in order for me to get the recognition that I deserved or get the pat on the back when it was warranted, I realized that I would need to tell them, here is something I've done, so please tell me you're proud of me. And again, as Sunshine mentioned, they don't understand what you did or why you did it or what went into it. But I realized, you know, I had to say to my team, I will tell you when you should be proud of me because I know how hard this particular project is. So being able to go into a team meeting and say, you know, I've just finished up this really difficult project you know, or I thought it would take me six hours and it took me two, or I didn't know what the solution was going into it, but I was able to complete it. And I'm really proud of the work I've done has really made a difference. And, you know, I think finding an ally, another team member who you can share with one-on-one, -on -one, even if they have nothing to do with data, but saying, you know, I've, I've just finished up this really complicated project and I wanted to tell somebody because then through word of mouth, they'll share with their colleagues that, hey, somebody over in advancement services 
you know, finished something big and, and we should recognize that and celebrate it. So I had to learn how to be okay with tooting my own horn. And it has really, it has really paid off in now that folks ask more about what goes into completing a difficult project. You guys both touched on two different kind of topics there that I completely agree with. I think Sunshine, in terms of it's important to make sure that people know what it is. They don't have to know every step that we are taking to accomplish said task, right? But they need to know that doing project A is a five-minute project versus project B is a three-day project. And it also is important, you know, that five-minute project okay, it takes five minutes, but you don't necessarily have five minutes right now and you might not be able to get to it for three days. So I think making sure that the teams that we work with understand at least that we have have the knowledge and the know-how to be able to say, this is how long this is gonna take us and this is when you can expect it to be done. Kind of sticking with that and following those guidelines and trusting that we will get to those if you let us get to that, right? If you give us the time that we need, we will get you that end result. And I think, Carlene, to your point of making sure your team sees your value in the things that are valuable, you know? I mean, I remember working as um, a DBA in one shop and people would ask me if I could fix them, fix their computer or, or help with the printer or something. Oh my God, you're so smart. Thanks so much. Like, you know, I could show you how to do this very easily. This is not what makes me a DBA. This is not a part of, you know, what what I want to be valued for. And so I think that is really important and it's it's funny because the way I kind of looked at it throughout my career when I was a DBA, I may have had at different organizations a shop that I worked with where I had three or four gift processors or other people that were on my operations team. And then there were some organizations where I had less. So, you know, there weren't even with that many people in operations, there weren't that many people that I could have those, hey, today I did this, you know, getting into the weeds and and kind of talking it out with someone. And I like to call it, or I refer to it usually as talking shop. And I remember I used to get so jealous of my husband. He's an electrician and he used to, you know, go to the bar after work with the guys and they would always talk about, you know, whatever project they were working on that day. And there was 15 of them, right? They're all electricians. They know exactly what they're talking about. We don't have 15 people that are doing what we do. There's not 15 of us in an organization, right? So it's tough to be able to have those conversations and know that the other person you're talking to gets everything. So you have to kind of educate them a little bit. You know, they don't need to know exactly how you put it together, but they need to see that value that you bring and they need to be able to help make you feel valuable because it is so important. And a lot of shops have multiple gift officers, multiple frontline fundraisers, multiple directors, and there are people that they can talk, talk shop with a lot easier than we can. So it's it may even be a little bit extra effort on our part to go and do these things and make sure we have them and our teams have them in our day-to-day work. Um, but it's so valuable. I truly feel like it's it's really valuable. And on the other side, when we have teams and if we are managing teams of, you know, operations, staff members, um, gift officer, gift processors, excuse me, um, it's important that they know that we value them too. You know, the department hear me say, you know, these guys were awesome. They got so many gifts done in a short period of time without any errors. And they may be clapping and saying, great, but I am going to go up to them too. And I'm going to say how valuable they are to me and how much I truly appreciate it. And I do feel like when you have those conversations, it goes, it means so much. I know how I value it. So I try and make sure that the people I work with hear it from me as well. 
And I love kind of how both of you came at the subject, because I think, you know, what we have kind of touched on before um, and speaking with you ladies before, we talked about the importance of being able to have that sort of talk shop environment at some point, right? You know, um, it might not be in the office, but maybe we're going to conferences. Maybe we need to be able to network with others that are either in our roles or in um, organizations like ours and to be able to hear from, you know, how they're doing certain things. Maybe we're using the same systems. Maybe we're just all healthcare orgs or maybe we're all uh, higher education organizations and we're all facing a certain thing that's coming up. Giving Tuesday, you know, how are you guys approaching it? It's so valuable, not only to have those conversations to be able to say, oh, it's so great. It's a breath of fresh air to talk to someone that's doing what I'm doing, but also because it helps us sort of add value to ourselves and our jobs. And, you know, obviously working at BlackBot, I know technology is constantly evolving, right? And so you have to kind of stay up in the roles that we're in. You have to stay involved and stay in the loop as to what the next thing is, what's coming out, how, how are organizations changing the way they fundraise? Because that's ultimately going to change some of the ways that we do our work. I think networking is a great, an absolutely great opportunity that sometimes in our roles, it is difficult to make your leadership see the value of it for us, right? Because we're not, our main responsibilities in our roles are not having one-on-one conversations with other people. Our main responsibilities more often than not lie behind a computer, right? So I can see where it might be difficult to explain that, but we we do need to, right? For all of our sanity and for our, our value and adding it to the organizations. But what else do you guys think? How do you feel, you know, how would you, how do you show your boss the, the importance of staying on top of things? What are What are some of the things that you would say are important that they know that you have to participate in or you are participating in? So I, I am fortunate enough to be able to go to BBCon every year for the last, oh, I don't know, four or five years. And uh, I always try to bring back things that I've, I've learned. It's a great time. I really appreciate my organization allowing me to take that time and to have kind of a show and tell meeting or some lunch and learns based on things that I've, I've learned at the conference um, really helps them see the value of, of sending me <laughs> to the, to the conferences. They might not get the, the networking part, but I sure do. Um, being able to be with people who speak the same language as me is really kind of like group therapy. Like I don't, I don't have that person in the, in the office with me. So to um, be able to be around others um, that do the same thing I do on a daily basis is really helpful. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's revitalizing. It's, it's something that just, you know, to have it and you're, really lucky to be able to go every year that your organization can send you. That's amazing. I think um, this past year, so many people that may not have been able to take advantage of it before were able to since we went and brought um, our conference virtual. And I hope that a lot of people from that that maybe couldn't attend before saw the value because I think you ladies and I know the value of it, but there are so many in our roles that that might not, and maybe their organizations haven't had the opportunity to send them there. Um, so I'm really hoping that you know through this conversation that we've had, people kind of start to think and realize the importance of how they can you know a better themselves, b have that sort of therapy session as you mentioned, right? Feel a little bit better that there are people out there 
frustrated with the same things you're frustrated with and excited about the same things you're excited about um, and and be able to take that knowledge back to their office and that confidence and that feel good, you know, mentality, because I, I do agree with you. I think it's so important. Carleen, anything else that, you know, you do or that you feel is important to kind of make sure that your boss understands you need to keep doing this. It's, it, it is adding value. Yeah. In fact, um, when I, well, it's interesting that you mentioned um, networking and, and user groups earlier. Um, I attended a, a Blackboard user group. And as a result of that, connected with somebody who worked at BC High. And because of that, was able to find out about my current position and interview it and get the job. And so because of networking, I was um, much more easily able to, to land a position that had the, the kinds of things I was looking to work on. Um, when I interviewed for my job and was um, you know, discussing coming on board, uh, as part of my negotiations, I actually negotiated for um, professional development and made sure that that, that was part of the, the agreement. So from the get-go, articulating to my supervisor and the department head that professional development is so important. I'm having this conversation before I even agree to take the job. And that lays helps lay the groundwork. Uh, and I think most, you know, most organizations understand the value of it. They may not understand the value of it for the behind the scenes folks. But once you have the conversation about how quickly technology changes, I think everybody can understand that. You know, I've also uh, talked about and shared with my team or with my supervisors when I've run into a problem that I've been able to solve as a result of talking to other professionals in the field. Uh, you know, it's not just a matter of me identifying a problem, going online to the knowledge base, looking up a solution. That doesn't always give me the answers that I need. And so if I've been able to resolve an issue uh, through participating in the online community, through having a conversation on the Facebook page, uh, through reaching out to a colleague and having a phone call or a Zoom meeting. I share that with my, my supervisor that, hey, I found a solution by talking to, quote unquote, my people. And so now they understand uh, that, that, they're, that the DBAs have our people and that we do need to network with them and communicate with them uh, and share resources back and forth because quite frequently there isn't anybody else within the organization who's going to be able to, to offer that expertise. So I can't say enough about um, networking and going to conferences and, and participating in as many of the online forums as possible, making those connections um, screen to screen eventually can result in, in, you know, picking up the phone and, and having a live conversation to, to troubleshoot with somebody who really understands the challenges. Thousand percent. How many times have I said so far? I completely agree. <laughs> Guys, we are all on the same page. And I love what you said about negotiating that. I wish I thought to do that at a lot of places that I've worked. Um, that's so valuable. That's so great. I think it's an excellent way to be able to say right up front, this is something that's important to me and not have to fight that battle, I guess, you know, after you've already accepted a position to try and promote why it's important. I love where both of you guys come from this. And I think, you know, on a larger scale conferences, absolutely. You have so much opportunity to 
mingle and chat and socialize and network with a broad, a, a very large group of people. And just making all those connections at once. And then in those smaller, maybe user groups or on Facebook, I think we're a part of some of the same Facebook groups. The people that we are speaking to are just geniuses. I mean, I might be stuck on something that is so simple, but you know, you're, it's Friday, it's three o'clock, your brain is fried and you just reach out and you go, guys, I gotta, I gotta ask a question. And nobody there is you know, freaking out and saying, oh my goodness, uh, this is going to take so long. Or, or why'd you wait till five, three, four, four o'clock on a Friday? People are just so willing to help. And I think it's kind of that, that, that camaraderie of like, these are our people, right? We are their people. And it's just that everybody is willing to help and everyone is, is so responsive and I love it. And I think um, a while back I was in charge of, I was a part of a group that we called B-Hug in Boston. And um, it had started at an organization. They weren't able to carry it on. So I volunteered to take it over. And we met about four times a year. And it was primarily organizations in and around Boston that were using RazorZ, right? That was kind of how the group started. So a lot of our questions were, or topics were on, you know, how do you use a system for this? And how do you use it for that? And then it expanded. It just sort of naturally grew outside of the systems into other things, into you know best practices for the type of work that we're doing. And it was so beneficial. I probably missed that the most out of all of the things that I did as a DBA was to be able to have those conversations because those conversations are now relationships that I still have via Facebook, via LinkedIn. I've made so many great friends there. And it gives me that very expanded, um, you know, while we're all kind of in lockdown now, I know we're not going and getting a cup of coffee, but um, that expanded group to be able to have that shop talk with. We might not be able to go and sit at a bar and all talk about, you know, electrical wiring and things like my husband can do, but we can pick up the phone, we can get on a Zoom meeting, and there are plenty of people that are willing to talk shop. and. I just think it's so valuable for, I hope everybody that's listening to this understands that they are not the only guy on their island, right? That there are so many of us and there, you know, we are the army behind them and there are so many things that we have in common and then so many things that are different that we can help to, you know, enlighten someone and share a best practice of something that we've done. It's just so, so valuable. And I don't know how many different ways I can say how much I value it and how much I value you guys because I mean both of you are just rock stars in my book and I think you know some of the conversations that you and I um, have had before we could probably talk for days about I mean days about the frustrations that we have in our roles but also about the successes and about how much we love it so I just, I so very much value you guys and your time. And I'm so happy that we were able to have this conversation. And when the coronavirus goes away, I am buying you ladies, whether it's a coffee or a cocktail, it's definitely happening. Thank you so very much for today. I do know that there was a blog post that I wrote um, a while back, kind of a two-part blog post that is on SG Engage. And I know that that'll be attached to this podcast afterwards. So anybody listening that wants to go check that out, it's sort of more on this subject, just of some of the things that are uh, frustrating and some of the things that we can all share as 
good and bad, the, the ins and outs of DBAs. So check that out if you get a chance. And thank you to everyone who listened to us. And so happy to be here with you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much.